Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Hit Start to Play podcast. It's your boy, the anime enthusiast, Big Man Jack, and I'm with my co-host yet again. Say hello. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you may happen to be. I hope you are staying safe in the current circumstances. Little note to, to begin with before we kick off. We are trying a new schedule out, so news and games announced will be a bit shorter than usual yes, because sir. we haven't had as much time. So Hopefully yeah. with the new schedule and stuff it should sort of uh, reach... Like We should have more news next week once the schedule comes into sort of full swing. But like I say, we only recorded Saturday just gone. It's now Tuesday at the time of recording. Realistically, not a lot happens in three days. But we move. We move. So... Would you like to take the first news topic as usual? Yeah, might as well. We will start with games announced. Uh, Returnal, next-gen game, completely new IP. It's sci-fi alien third-person shooter. Um, very similar, if anyone's seen the film Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt where aliens invade and every time he dies it time loops and he spawns sort of back at the start of the day again. Very similar sort of concept, quite unique. Looks good. That sounds cool. That sounds Tom, cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm actually quite excited. It, it looks beautiful as well. Like, I don't know what planet it's on, but it looks, it looks beautiful. So hopefully that's, that that's a good one. Well, that's the advantage of being on next gen, right? Because obviously the the specs of the next gen consoles are quite good. So you know, I suppose they have a bit more freedom with making the game more visually appealing. I mean. I'm one of these people that I really like games that look nice, and I like the little, mm. the little aspects of the game. So yeah, I mean that could be quite cool. Um, not too big on, third, would you say it's third person shooter? Yeah, um, so Mass Effect is probably what it looks like. Very okay. like, similarly, I guess you could if you looked at a screenshot, you could probably mistake it for Mass Effect sort of thing. So obviously there's the the slight issue of possibility of it being too Mass Effect like, or would you say it's going to be a, like mm. different enough? Uh, it depends because it's, it's class as horror as well. So right. I, okay. I don't think I don't think it'll. It just looks like similar in the okay. terms of the, the suits the characters were wearing in the in the trailer and stuff that I watched. Okay. The sort of gameplay style, but I, I, I don't think it will be when it actually arrives. I mean, that's some that's one for you know you third person shooter fans to look forward to. Um, Next. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine releases March 31st. It, I believe it, it is built on Rainbow Six Siege. I'm not entirely sure on the, yeah. the workings of the game. The, the problem is, so I've been I've been sort of reading a little bit about it, and there's the rumor right now that apparently it's going to be cancelled until 2022. Now, obviously, I don't know if there's much legitimacy to that. Um, but a lot of things of what I was reading earlier were that it's not going to be released in March, which is... Not like, how, how true that is, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I only read today that it was being released March, so I don't um, know if it's... So for, for reference, uh, I've got in front of me an IGN um, article saying that no, Rainbow Six Quarantine isn't actually coming out in March. Um, and it was an error from Ubisoft. Um Oh, actually, funnily enough, <laughs> shock. Um, the release date is actually my birthday, supposedly. 
I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but from what I can tell, it's a spin-off series of Rainbow Six. Now, yeah, it's built on the same. It is Rainbow Six, I think, just with different assets. I have a bit of a problem with that because obviously Rainbow Six arguably is probably Ubisoft's biggest title. Arguably. I think it's the biggest first-person shooter to be honest. Out like yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I mean, we've we've played it. We've had our fair share of. I mean, you're a lot better than I am. Oh uh, yeah, but... I like Siege. I think it's probably the best first-person shooter to actually play. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But do you feel like they're milking it a bit too much? Oh, you know, the, no, the, not the, not the compared to what happens with Call of Duty every year well no like they, that, yeah. that. I'll give Whereas you that yeah Ubisoft was stuck with Rainbow Six for years so true I think no, one spin off in however many years is is allowed yeah it's a lot less than you know like I say releasing a new COD every single year <laughs> and all yeah, they do I'll is change the guns wrong. and the maps yeah it could be interesting not too sure about the release date for that but um, we'll keep you, you posted know. when we find out actual more yeah, exactly. Yet. No, so re- again, Rainbow Six Siege fans, get ready, next. get excited for that. Yeah, next up, uh, the, ne- the next two go hand in hand. Uh, Naughty Dog released that they were hiring for a new gaming mm. project, and I believe this is only a rumour, but it's looking likely that this goes hand in hand with Sony's announcement that a new San Diego studio that they don't we don't know the name of this studio yet are working on an existing franchise. And the rumours are that it is an Uncharted game. Don't know, Uncharted 5, whatever it might be. Not not, not a clue, but that that is the current rumoured rumoured See, franchise. See, I've never been overly interested in Uncharted, personally. Like I don't Uncharted. think I've ever played them. I was, I was always a fan of Tomb Raider, and they're kind of similar mm-hmm. games, so... Interesting, me, Naughty Dog. Appeal. I mean, Naughty Dog, obviously, you know, are, you know, are quite quite good when they come to sort of yeah. games and stuff so and The Last of Us yeah mm. it's... yeah arguably one of their bigger ones if not they probably now, yeah nowadays it's probably their biggest yeah for sure yeah. so that could be I mean that could be interesting obviously more more news will come on that when it's actually released and what they're yeah, building yeah it's only but... speculation at the moment but that is looking likely good way to build hype though right well, yeah, mystery around it in a beloved franchise. So, especially yep. since the film as well, or TV series, I can't remember which one, but there's a film or TV series of Uncharted coming out as well. Is that the one with Tom Holland in it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I mean, because I, I, I follow him on Instagram, so I see stuff about him posting stuff but about, you know, being in the film and that. But, um, well, I guess time will tell with that one. Yeah, and the final game announcement is Hitman VR. Now, I'm not sure if this is just the original Hitman ported, or if it's a fresh game. Uh, but I think this is apparently isn't far off release. That'd be super cool. I really I do. Think, I, I think th- it's probably I, one of the first true stealth titles on VR. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, like, VR... I've never taken VR gaming very seriously. Because no, a lot of the games are like indie games, aren't they? You know, like yeah, or just bad ports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think if they do it well, and that's a big if, because I think that's a big ask to have a game like Hitman in VR. They do it well, that's gonna be sick. That's gonna be really good. Mm, I think. Yeah, that's if 
because Fallout yeah. 4, I remember when that came to VR and everyone was really hyping it and it was an absolute disaster, so... Oh, no. It just didn't work properly. It was, it was really it was really odd. So, that's, only that's time will tell with that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the issue with VR ports, I think, as well. Uh, they're a bit inconsistent. I mean, you know, it could, it could bang and then it could end up being just one of those games that people meme you know so I guess we'll find I out I think a slower paced sort of style like Hitman works better because fast paced games on VR can make people sick so no that's very true yeah, a slower no, style game true. I think suits it but personally not one for me but you never know could be good well yeah I mean like I say I, mean, I like uh, I like Hitman I like the series so I'll give it a go whether whether it's good or not I don't like I say time will tell but yeah we'll guess we'll find out more as it went so Todd Howard of Bethesda has assured fans that the Eldest Roll 6 is not taking a back seat despite the Indiana Jones game uh, announcement which I think is good obviously the yes, Eldest I mean, Rolls probably Bethesda's did... biggest franchise yeah, I, I mean this one's more for you right because you're you know more Fallout, of... but yeah, again, yeah. I'm, I do like Bethesda title, so yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Right, this it's is good. good. It's good news that they're not just kind of throwing it in the bin for now because Skyrim's still doing well, so they think, oh, well, don't need to worry about this for now. We've got Indiana Jones coming, work on that. Well, Skyrim's still huge, right? Well, yeah, it gets a new special edition every three months, so yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's still doing alright. That's I, I don't crazy know. to me. Oh, it's just, I, I don't like it at all, but we'll get to that later on. But <laughs> I think um, in terms of Elder Scrolls and Indiana Jones, I'm sure it's different studios anyway. They're both published by Bethesda, but I'm it's sure... Just two, two separate people working on it. Yeah, it's Machine Games working on Indiana Jones, and I don't think they work on... Machine Games work on Fallout or Elder Scrolls, so... Right, so this I don't think it shouldn't be clashes. an issue. Hopefully That's not. That's good news for Elder Scrolls. Uh, sorry, Elder Scrolls fans. I mean, it's a big franchise, right? So it'd be a yeah. shame if they sort of left it, you know, untouched. But at least Especially now we know. Skyrim came out 2011, I think. So was it really? Yeah, wow. I believe so. So so wait, wait for the ten year. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be the old ten year edition. <laughs> And all of this for you can play it now on your fridge and all this. Yeah, uh, play it now on your smart TV. <laughs> it's literally it's getting that way. It's ridiculous. But carry on with Bethesda. One really exciting for me: Fallout New Vegas. Player base still very loyal to this day. Yes. And the largest mod for Fallout New Vegas that has been in development, I believe, for like five plus years, called the Frontier, is finally out. So basically what this is is a complete overhaul of the game. It adds about 35 to 40 hours of, of story to the game. Adds a plethora of new weapons, new characters, new locations. And this is that's, magical to me. That's crazy. This, to... is, this is just fans making this, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like They're bringing new life into a game that... I mean, a lot a lot of people agree with you. I think that say this one of the better Fallout. I think it's the best one. Yeah, definitely. Um, it just brings new life into the game. Like it, obviously, it's a you know, I don't think Fallout Four 
set odd as well as the rest nah, of them. No, I didn't. Like, um, it, the, the general sort of opinion on this, everyone's different, but the general sort of opinion is that people that really liked Fallout 1 to New Vegas don't like 4. Mm. And people that kind of just came in thought Fallout 4 was, was good. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I mean, Fallout 4 wasn't bad. Yeah, but... I, I, I thought it was alright, but uh, it's not uh, for me. I I don't think it's as good as Free or New Vegas at all. No, I mean to sort of uh, say more about the mod, um, they're adding 163 new weapons mm-hmm. um, and three tough. new three new quests, which for someone that is it's like an independent developer, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's just a load of geezers, pretty much. It's, it's, incre- it's incredible. Absolutely, like, mind-boggling. That, I mean, the, the the file size, put it that way, is over 19 gig. Yeah, I think the whole thing to install is 40-odd gig. Yeah, and they want to make it bigger, which... We'll put it this way as well. 163 new weapons added. I am 99% sure there's not even 163 weapons in the vanilla game so that's mental that's that, I mean that that's real dedication to the game oh, that, yeah, that's to a game that is beloved yeah seven years is a crazy amount of time to develop a mod for a game I'm just glad Bethesda allows modding to be honest yes so they just yeah. give everyone free reign I was surprised to be honest because They've I know some devs been like that to be fair so well, I mean, yeah, like, like I say, I mean, some devs just don't like mods in their games, so they, they kind no, of yeah, frown but, upon it, so... Yeah, Bethesda games are very, like, they suit it, so I think it... New Vegas cells are going through the roof now, watch. Cold on it. Do you, do you actually need the game to download it? I don't I, actually I, know. I, I would assume so, because I can't see them releasing, that, like, Bethesda allowing them to release... A standalone mod without the game. Yeah, Otherwise... that's true. Because then that's a lot. <laughs> they just download the mod and be so... like, "Nah, <laughs> I'm not buying the game." To be fair, though, it's free, so they're not getting revenue off of it. True, but they've added that's, that's driving surprising. as well into the Ooh. game, which has never been done in Fallout game before. So no, no, because you have to bloody walk everywhere. It's so annoying. So like, yeah, I I think that's great that there's a community, and this is this isn't just like this game either. This happens multiple games that people go out of their way to do stuff like this. These are the kinds of people that these game developers need to hire. I'm telling you. Yeah, because you know. they genuinely care. Because mm-hmm. they're yeah, fans you... first. Yeah, you can see it. You know. So no, that's good. I mean, that's good news for the Fallout community. That's good news for. Lovers of Bethesda, I guess. Yeah, back on the Hitman train. Hitman yes. Three has kind of done a U-turn, and they've said Hitman Two levels will be available for free, only for PC though. Uh, console players can get in the bin and do all <laughs> the six levels, but That's if you're on PC, pre- pretty much yeah. <laughs> that you you get some free levels, which fine. Don't bother me in the slightest, but it's a bit annoying. I guess. Well, yeah, if not, it's either paid DLC or you just got to play the the old ones, I guess. Yeah, I I get I get it. Like, it was kind of... I mean, I, like, um, obviously, they added the... Um, le- the what they called? The Hitman levels for the, the first one. Yeah, for one. Hitman 2. It's the second one, which was fine. But... I, 
the, the fact there's only six levels yeah kind of is a bit like oh well you know the fact that there's only six levels you should have at least added maybe a little bit more you know maybe added the levels as a bit of substance because six levels is not going to take long to finish depends yeah. on how in, how in depth it is yeah no I suppose so but, but like, again it comes out tomorrow it's, yeah 20th yeah so tomorrow but in my experiences with it the, the, the new trilogy is uh, I don't remember what level I spent a lot of time on whether the one in the first game where you're like in modelling like a fashion show sort of thing uh, first remember. one yeah, it's in Paris, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, I, 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 I didn't take me long to do everything. Do all no. the opportunities and stuff and that at all. You, no. I, it's quite easy just to rattle through. So, have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can all tell. You know, we'll see. There's already a few reviews in. Obviously, people that have had the game early or whatever. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how uh, how well that goes down. Now, so, um, yeah. moving on from that, um, the Nintendo Switch was the highest selling console in 2020 for the second year running. Doesn't surprise so, me. 2019 it also was. No need mean either, to be honest. It's No one was really buying Xbox Ones or PS, PS4s then. No, no. And 2021, no not sure if it will be. But Well, that I mean, it might do still, because no one could buy a PS5. Yeah, so, that's the problem. Like the <laughs> you know, recent I, stock has just been scalped again, so I yeah. don't know what's happening. No, I don't. But again, the Nintendo Switch is it's one of those consoles that appeals to everyone. That's the it thing. was a surprise success. After the, you know, we had the discussion about the, the Wii, Wii U. U. Yeah, <laughs> how bad it was, and everyone expected it again with this, but. It was a success and the sales show. Speaking of sales, Call of Duty had the two highest selling games of 2020 in the US. First yep. in 2020 being uh, Cold War and second being Modern Warfare. I think this says a lot more for Modern Warfare, the fact that this was the highest selling game of 2019 in the US and second in 2020 after being out for over a year. Yeah, that says more for Modern Warfare than it does for Cold War. Yeah, I'm just impressed that they turned it around because obviously COD was. Let's be honest, it was stinky, wasn't it? You know, I stopped for the after time. Black Ops Two. Whatever game came after that, I stopped playing from then until Black Ops Four. So I, I have no clue if they've anything past, yeah, past that. So they, they sort of lost their edge when they went jetpacks and futuristic. Yeah, I never played any of them, but yeah, I did. I heard they weren't very good. Yeah, no, I think. They they've pulled it back. They done they they did. Again, I wasn't a huge fan of Modern Warfare. You know that, but yeah. they pulled it back and they brought it back to what it what it was and added a new like twist to it. You know, so it wasn't like the same like COD Four where there's like three kill streaks. You know, they added something to it, but they brought it back to its basics with gunfights. You know, it was uh, fair yeah. play to them. You know, I, I yeah. can't I can't rebash them for that to be honest. But probably the biggest news of the week, CD Projekt Red are in a lawsuit over... Now, this is very similar to the Watchdog scenario with Ubisoft, where uh, Cyberpunk devs are being sued 
over a fake E3 demo and development uh, development disaster that the game has kind of sprung. I'm not I'm not surprised to be honest. This no. is up there, I think, with one of the biggest disasters in video game sort of releases yeah. in since Watch Dogs, No Man's S- Sky. Especially since it was so hyped and so everyone's like, yes, this is going to be a fantastic game, yada, 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 and then it come out and everyone was like, ah, like, uh, what uh, is this? <laughs> okay, why, well, why doesn't my video game work? I can't play this unless I'm on PC, like, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a disaster. I think No Man's Sky is probably the, the nearest one to it where the hype was <laughs> astronomical. That's and it comes they... out and everyone's like, what is this? <laughs> That's because they literally are like, oh, you know, you could do all these things with the multiplayer and then it turns out there's absolutely no multiplayer. <laughs> you know, I remember an interview came out afterwards <laughs> and someone straight up asked one of the devs, is this game going to be good? And he genuinely couldn't answer. Uh, like, even the devs knew the game was bad. Yeah, now, it's this. This is back then. <laughs> Supposedly No Man's Sky is really good now, uh, but I've never, I, I've never played it. No, near have I. But that, I mean, you hope that that sort of reflects back on the CD Projekt Red, like that they pull it back if they can. I think they will. If they can get through the lawsuit, that is. That's the problem. I think they'll be okay. It, it, it's just a, a learning lesson for other devs, and we've obviously noticed that with other games getting delayed as they want to avoid the disaster. Yeah, but it's going to be rough for a while. I this think. is why I think hype kills games more than it makes them, mm-hmm. because this happens. Yeah. Like, name, name a game more hype than Cyberpunk this decade. Like you can't. You can't exactly, and then it comes out, and look what happens. It gets like fifty out of a hundred on Metacritic. So something's yeah. gone drastically wrong. Yeah. And there is a lawsuit but we will keep you updated with what's happening with that yes absolutely it's definitely as if you know if you are if that's something you are interested in definitely like stay tuned and keep an eye on it yourself even because it's it's interesting to to see sort of the legal proceedings behind a video game and stuff like that so yeah we'll be interested to see the outcome of that yeah um so i think that as we said earlier yeah, that's, that's the news there wasn't a that's lot that's the news week. That's not bad for you know uh, you know a lot happens in the gaming world, Um, so so segueing right. So this was a topic that I suggested um, a couple of weeks ago, I believe, and it has to do with nostalgia, nostalgia in games. Now the question I have for you really is: Do you think the sort of game remasters, for example, not remakes, remasters? Yeah. rely on the fact that it's a nostalgic experience because obviously we look back at some of the games we played as we discussed in the first episode Simpsons Hit and Run is a really good example the game itself we look back at it and we think god that mechanically that game was the worst thing ever but it was so much fun you know yeah. when they release these remasters are they relying purely on the fact that you remember it being so great and the game actually is bad is, is do you think that's a problem or do you think you know that they're actually going to release games and they're going to be good like a, do you know do you see what i mean like i think here there's there's blurred lines with this i don't mm. think nostalgia is a huge part of, re, of remasters for sure mm-hmm. so 
some examples um, being say like you said Simpsons hit and run is a big nostalgia game for a lot of people yeah but yeah well yeah I, I guess you got I'm trying to think of some some examples of games Crash that are very old oh, no, that's, a, that's a remake yeah Crash, I mean, same thing, really. Uh, still nostalgia, the, the main driving force behind it. Spyro people, is the other one. Yeah, people played these games when they were kids mm. and are now grown up, and you see they're remaking all of these games, and you think, oh, I wonder if it's as good as I remember it being. And yeah. even to a new audience that may not know who Crash Bandicoot is or Spyro is that never played these games sees that like my nephew for example he's he's seven so he was never around when Spyro obviously was uh, made and he loves the new games because this is a little dragon well yeah Yeah. yes and no yeah there are definitely examples like you say of ones that work you know like Spyro like Crash I think but I do fear that if they did remake Simpsons Hit and Run the only reason it would be popular is because we all remember Simpsons Hit and Run as this amazing game that we all loved as a child. Now, um, I can actually get some insight on this as I've played the game recently. Yes, yeah. I've always wanted a remaster on this, but since playing it, I don't. I no longer want a remaster on this game. <laughs> the reason... I mean, it's come to realise I'm very big into like anal- analysis and stats, I so I like going into it. games... And I figured out why The Simpsons Hit and Run is so good, and it's not because it's a good game. It's because I think it, Simpsons, firstly, is very popular. Well, yeah, it, no, that's it's true. light-hearted, but the game's so broken that it and chaotic that it is fun. I'm not going to go too much into that as we've already been into this, but mm-hmm. I have a fear that if they did remaster this game, yes, the nostalgia would be through the roof, mm-hmm. but they would probably fix a lot of these issues that made the game fun and then I fear that you just have a very bland Simpsons experience to be honest yeah to try and they try that maybe they'll change things to try and keep with the times they'll modernise it all yeah and think of the last Simpsons game that came out I believe was the Simpsons game it was absolutely atrocious yeah that was uh, it was a bad game that was a big worthy game it, it, there was no sort of sugarcoating it the game was bad yeah. and I just I fear that, that if they do remaster this game I, I just fear the same thing will happen it will just become a new uh, the next generic vanilla Simpsons experience yeah will it will it sort of ruin everyone's memory of what you know I think what so the game and was. I think this is a danger of going back to old games is nostalgia yeah. paints a picture of that game in your head of all the times you had as a child and then going back to it it's like what is this well I mean a good example is the Mario one right the Mario uh, 3D All-Stars whatever it's called that's just come out that was obviously you know Mario 64 Super Mario Sunshine and Galaxy is that right yeah a lot of those games I mean a lot of those games people loved didn't they? You know. The, oh yeah, they're all they're all fantastic games. Uh, for me personally, it was Super Mario Sunshine was one of the games, but I have just had no real interest in buying it I, because I don't want to take that from what I remember as a kid. You know, I don't want to I don't want to ruin 
my like the immersive experience of when I first plugged in the GameCube and yeah. you know got flood on my back. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it's actually I have a, a list of bad examples of remasters and unsuccessful, and this is this okay. is one that, that is definitely unsuccessful. I think mainly nostalgia plays a huge part in this. Mm-hmm. Is everyone sees Mario sixty four and thinks, oh my god, like, I yeah. played this when I was like six. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then you play it on the Switch, nothing's really changed, and that's not a bad thing in itself. But it just it it doesn't feel like it stood the test of time. Yeah. And yeah. the game looks it's a sixty sixty pound or maybe just over sixty dollar game, for yeah, a game a in Mario sixty four, Sunshine and Galaxy that they look identical. Like it's a bad example of a remaster. Because all they've kind of done is just slightly bump the graphics up and make it suit a 1280 by 720 screen. Yeah, yeah. There is no, there's been no innovations to modernise anything at all. And that, I mean, for some people that's fine, but I think, like you said, the general consensus is like, if I if I wanted to play this game, I would have just played the older version. You know, the, there's the no sh- shouldn't be yeah, it shouldn't be 60 quid. No, no. chance for for, no. for these three at all. Should you know, re- remasters shouldn't, because as you said, all they've done is made it into a different, um, yeah. like put it into a different format. That's all they've done. They bumped the graphics up and made it fit the screen of the Nintendo Switch. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And like then they're charging sixty quid for it. I think they're different remakes for sure. Yeah. That's different. But yeah, because they've rebuilt them, that, they? Yeah, that's something we have to understand. The difference is obviously remasters. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know the difference, remasters is just bumping it sort of up to a, a bit of more of a modern standard in terms of look and, and mm-hmm. maybe sound whereas Remake is just completely taking that game and building it again from the ground up to suit yeah. modern standards yeah while keeping sort of the same story same sort yeah, of storyline yeah the game will line. be the same yeah um, just it will look different and there obviously there be... are different elements right you know like the Spyro games from when I yeah yeah I'm... you get modern uh sort of mechanics and things get yeah. added to the game just quality yeah. of life changes exactly and I, I i i i think that's a good thing you know i do prefer remakes to remasters personally uh, uh, it depends yeah i think remasters are a bit more of like a cash grab so skyrim and gta <laughs> 5 being the big ones that have been remastered yeah. about seven times yeah because that's coming to ps5 and xbox one yeah i believe skyrim is as well so it's is... it, yeah milk in the cow dry grab. yeah you know. whereas remakes are very much kind of more suited for games that maybe had issues in their original release and have mm-hmm. been remade to a modern standard with quality of life changes and fixed to fix those issues yeah i agree i mean the last the last thing i will mention is actually it's a question for you more than anything obviously I know for a fact you're a big fan of Ocarina of Time right yep open that can of worms has (laughs) caused some dispute let's go for for anyone that obviously is unaware it's uh, it's one of the greatest games of all time okay sorry the greatest game of all time I've been corrected Um, I've never played it myself so I'm on the fence, right? So I'm an outsider on this one. But do you think that if they were to remaster this, they not have. remake it... Okay. They have. Did and it go down 
it is really successful, yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm because surprised. I'm surprised. I'll get into this, because, okay. uh, yeah, saying anything other than the Ocarina of Time is the greatest game on the internet, you get lynched. <laughs> so it's just, it's just best. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, like, like I say, I've never played the game, yeah. so I don't pass judgment. But right. no, yeah, there, this is a, uh, it is a wider majority of opinion. So yeah, I, I am in that boat. So please don't don't come and burn my house down. I, <laughs> I agree with you all. Okay. And but the game isn't without out fault. Mm-hmm. Please don't kill me. But yeah, the game has one one issue, and I think this is the only issue of the game uh, is first person controls for using bow and arrow and and things like that are really clunky. Right. So what they did is they released the game for 3DS. Okay. The exact same game, but the controls are completely smooth. Right. Okay. It's the it is literally identical. It's just. So you'd argue that's the correct way to release a remaster. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it is literally the same game, just a bit modernised with mechanics that make the game smoother to play. Okay. And that, that that is an example of a, a very successful re- uh, remaster, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I had absolutely no idea that it had been remastered already. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I was I was gonna think that because it's such like a, a gem, right, and everyone loves it. Would it be? Yeah, it's touchy. If, yeah, like if they released it as a remaster, would people be like, well, why would you even touch this? Like, why why wouldn't you just? let it be what it is and sort of let it you know let it be like that relic that everyone loves instead of touching it I think that's why they've uh, kept it identical to be honest because yeah it is widely regarded as the the single best game of them all so interesting messing around with that too much yeah would cause a lot of problems and this actually leads on to something uh, here of a game that I really want remastered but I don't think will ever come. Is Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer? Oh God, yes. Now that... the problem is with this. <laughs> yeah. And Infinity Ward have released statements on this saying they are afraid to release this because they've changed. They've had to change the game so much that people hate it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that that I think is the complete contrast to Ocarina of Time here, where they they purposely didn't change anything. The thing is, all they could do is they could release Modern Warfare 2 as a backwards compatible game. They've issues. already done that, to be fair. Yeah, they did that. it on um, Xbox One, didn't they? Yeah, and it, it was fine. But, again, Modern Warfare 2, I think, is one of these games that hasn't... It's quite hard to go back and play now. Yeah. Because it's broken, which made it fun at the time. Mm. So if you update all of that to look like Modern Warfare or Cold War with some maybe some quality of life changes but you keep all the broken stuff that made it fun are people going to buy think, yeah I think that'd be great yeah we mean you know we one man army noob tube across the map yeah yeah just noob like tubes <laughs> the old invention the, the, the good old philosophy that Infinity Ward had is nothing's broken if everything is. I love it. I like. I like. I know. I I stand by that. that that's a good philosophy to have because well, you can't have guns that are overpowered if every single gun's overpowered. Exactly. Except the F two thousand. That's the only. I, I don't even think it was bad. It was just not overpowered <laughs> like everything else was. So it kind yeah, of just fell just behind. Run an ACR on a red dot, you'll be fine. <laughs> or a UMP forty five headshot oh, damage yeah. the same as the snipers. Hello, yeah. like. 
I feel like I do, I do feel like if they remastered that though, it would again. Uh, I think yeah, we have these nostalgic thoughts, don't we, of Modern Warfare Two? Yeah. That were fun when we were kids. We're not kids anymore. It's a, you know. it's a struggle to play now. Well, yeah, I don't think it's got the same. Like that was back in the day where you could sit for hours on end. <laughs> Playing you know, Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty. You can't do that now. We have yeah. things that we need to do. And yeah. I just yeah. don't think it would have the right effect. I don't think Call of Duty should should really. I mean, Cold. Or, or, admittedly, though, me and you both vouch for this one. We've been playing the old um, Cod Four Remaster. Yeah, this, this um, is an example I have down, and this is quite controversial, I feel. But this is a, I have this down as an example of good, a good successful remaster. As yet, yeah, I know it's riddled with just microtransactions <laughs> and things, which annoyed a lot of people. But the core game is still there. Yeah, you yeah, can I agree. tell you are playing COD Four when Absolutely. you play it, and it just yep. looks nicer, and there's more modern aspects to the game that, that give it that quality of life that it didn't have in 2008 yeah I agree so I, I think that's a successful remaster the game's frustrating of course and it's 800 it. DLC weapons but yeah I think the core <laughs> game is there yeah yeah I think I think I'm surprised that Infinity Ward have actually done it well um, no it's Raven I uh, believe yeah sorry yeah no it is Raven it's Raven and Sledgehammer is it not Possibly, not sure. Like Might be. Regardless, they've actually done it well. Like I don't, I don't have much faith in COD to do anything right, admittedly. <laughs> but for for them to come out with a remaster that actually worked, you know, I mean the player base is a bit dwindling. You know, we can get into the same game with the same person every day. Oh but, yeah, the player base is the game's years old now, so that's understandable. You know. Yeah, I mean, things die over a time anyway, don't they? You know, all games do that. But uh, it is it is good, to be fair. It is, like you said, an example of one they've done well, which is surprising. Yeah, I think there's... I, I have a, my list of games that are unsuccessful remasters are a lot bigger than the ones that are, as I find oh, yes. it's, it's a very sort of blurred... Resident Evil 2 was a fantastic okay. remaster like that that almost got a game of the year in 2019 really? yeah no they, they, it's literally the same game as Resident Evil 2 except they cut out some of the arduous stuff and right. it's completely modernised it looks fantastic they changed the camera angle and things like that and the controls are a lot smoother and they made it an all-round more modern experience that still has the core gameplay again there of Resident Evil 2 on the PS1. Very interesting. I think that's, at the end of the day, what makes a good remaster, is you're keeping the core gameplay there. You can tell it is this game, mm-hmm. but it's it has that quality of life that the original maybe didn't. Right. See, I can't obviously comment too much because I've never actually played a Resident Evil game in my life. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was fantastic. I think one of the more successful ones in this decade for sure, yeah. Okay, so uh, interesting question then. Um, okay. Is there, what what sort of game, what game would you, like, if you've got a list of games that you could, you want to be remastered, what would they be? Perfect Dark is one. I don't know if you know what that is. That's the old N64. Yeah, it's made by the shooter, same, same devs as Goldeneye. Right, 007. Okay. But okay. 
I don't want them to do what they did with 007, GoldenEye, 007, one of the most, again, beloved games of all time. Re they, they did remaster GoldenEye 007, complete disaster. It kind of ended up more like a Call of Duty game than a Bond, oh than, oh than kind of GoldenEye, yeah, it, it, it was a disaster. And Perfect Dark, and I think this is a perfect candidate because it is, again, a beloved game. Mm -hmm. But it had so many issues on the N sixty four. Like the performance was was absolutely in the bin, and <laughs> controls were were shoddy. Right. And a modern version of that that actually runs and good. doesn't control like you could trying to build with Legos. I think could be very <laughs> beneficial to that game as it is. It is beloved, and the sort of sequel they made. Too Perfect Dark wasn't very well received, so we'll have to see with that though. But there's there's a few. Time Splitters is also a franchise I want brought back Too to a modern this, standard. This, this, don't this, think, the studios no. disappeared off the face I, of the earth. I don't think it'll ever happen now, but no, it's something no one knows who owns it. The grandfather? No, no, it's, it's the the rights are completely up in the air between about five different companies. <laughs> But I think this the Time Splitters games were kind of the, the, the grandfather of sort of arcade FPS shooters. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably safe to say. Maybe Halo Combat Evolved as well could be really given that title. But I think okay. this, this really kicked off the sort of big multiplayer shooter experience in terms of arcade sort of yeah. style. Yeah. But sadly, I, I, I can't see that ever happening. No. No, Metal Gear the... Solid 1 as well. I think that's a game classic that needs oh, yeah. a remaster. Yeah. They did it already with Metal Gear Solid 2. I believe it's called Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes was the remaster title. Mm -hmm. And it was virtually the same game except they, they gave it some modern sort of quality of life changes, just some updates that made the game a lot more sort of user-friendly. And I would love to see Metal Gear Solid 1 just with... Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain sort of visuals because the game yes. is beautiful yeah, that, no I give you that that game was incredible to look at unfortunately they... again don't know if it'll ever come because Hideo Kojima I don't believe is part of that anymore and he's too busy ruining things like Death Stranding like that god pointless bringing yeah, that game out but we won't talk about that <laughs> to be honest I completely forgot it existed yeah, it was one of those games that fell off the face of the earth because the only thing that was good in it was the landscape and the music track. See, this is one of them games, again, that people didn't like but won so many awards at the Game of the Year awards by yeah, critics. Uh, it was loved by critics. Don't understand that, to be honest. Do you think, actually, on that note, obviously you mentioned Resident Evil 2 won, or almost won, Game of the Year. Yeah, it was nominated, and it was it you, was what well, it was definitely one of the better games that year. Do you think that um, remasters would hold a place in sort of game of the? So, do you think it's got an opportunity of actually winning game of the year uh, over a game that's sort of come out that um, year, so to speak, like a brand new game compared to a remaster? Of, do you think a remaster could possibly win, or do you think? I think it's hard because there's always one new original game that comes out that's just a masterpiece mm -hmm. so if we're going back 
I mean, this year, Final Fantasy VII Remake was on the, the nominees. Didn't win, though. No. But if we're going back through sort of time, 2014, Dragon Age Inquisition, I don't think any remasters were on the nominated there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was 2015 was The Witcher 3. I don't I think any the, remasters the landslide, there. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was never in dispute, <coughs> I don't think, with that. 2016 was Overwatch. Yep. 2017 was Zelda. Again, don't know if there's any remasters there. I don't think there was. 2018, God of War. 2019, Sekiro. And 2020, The Last of Us 2. I think more recently we're seeing more remakes put on that list. But I think it can happen, for sure. I think a game that it possibly should have been nominated that wasn't this year was Persona 5 Royal it's literally just a remaster of Persona 5 yeah. but it like critically acclaimed it had like on Metacritic it's got like 95 out of 100 and that's crazy but it wasn't that's... nominated or anything so I'm not sure how it works because some game remasters don't actually get sort of any sort of recognition mm-hmm. and I do have a theory on this I think if the game is a remaster it cannot be put on that shortlist for the awards but if it is a remake it can I think I'd agree with that I think remaster like like we've mentioned it's literally taking a game maybe even changing like a couple of controls and then releasing it like as a new game whereas a remake is building it from the ground up so that deserves in itself you know because a lot of the time they use different game engines and stuff like that, so it's not like you know, they may use similar assets to the original game but there's a lot of work that goes into a remake you know, so I I, I, I agree with that, I think remakes should be allowed, but remasters, yeah I don't I can't. I don't think I can name you a, just a pure remaster that's ever been shortlisted for the award, because I don't think it's ever happened I'm surprised Skyrim hasn't yeah, that's the thing with it. Skyrim would just be game of the year every other year if that was the case. So it's like, I think it kind of has to be limits to it. And I think I I don't know if that's an actual rule, but it seems like it. I feel like Skyrim's the perfect example of like nostalgia and a remaster. You know, as you oh. said earlier, the game's te- ten years old now. Um, yeah, like just under you. You ask anyone, and they're like, "Oh, Skyrim's the best game ever." that or Fallout 3 you know and you're like okay fine and then they've remastered it however many times and I think people obviously at the time like it was fant- it was it was huge wasn't it you know it was sort oh, Skyrim of, yeah at the time you're just like wow look at this like vast landscape and all these quests and all these things like it was incredible but now there's games that take that concept and do it better but people still play Skyrim but do you think that's be because honest. it's Nostalgia? Or... When you're talking a medieval, you say that, that there's games that do it better, but I can't think of any right I now. Think, take... I think maybe more. I think I think I'm more mean in terms of like open world and you know RPG games sort of thing. Like maybe not obviously Skyrim. Like I don't know. I can't think you of got, any person. You got The Witcher, right? I mean, I don't. I don't personally like it. Um, but people is... went crazy didn't they, for The Witcher 3? I think they're two completely different things, though. You think? Yeah, for definitely, yeah. 
I think okay. they're two completely different. They're very. Maybe. The Witcher Three is a lot more sort of user. If you if you're good at the game, you can tell sort of thing. Mm. They're very complex. It's intuitive. I mean, obviously, Skyrim, my opinions coming from someone that hasn't necessarily played those games that much. Like, I haven't got yeah. much experience with Skyrim, and I think I've got about thirty minutes of experience with The Witcher, but. You know, yeah, no, I think they're two different, completely different games. That's fair. I mean, but no, I, I don't know. With Skyrim being like still king of like big RPG world, from yeah, I don't know. I, personally, anyway, I can't think of any that that's that, that have kind of shown that they yeah. can do it better yet. And I think, I mean, that's probably why it gets remastered every three days, <laughs> just because it's it's like, popular. Pe- people are still there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the good thing about it is it's up for debate. You know, it's you just don't know. You know, obviously people are gonna have different opinions and all sorts. But I think it's hard to sort of get away from the fact that Skyrim is sort of like the grandfather of I would put it as like the grandfather of nostalgic remasters. I can't think of another game off the top of my head that everyone raves about that's been remastered, really. I don't think the Skyrim one's down to nostalgia. Though. I don't think it's old enough. I think it's the not. Skyrim one is just milking cash because people well, think, will buy it. What two thousand and what? I suppose it's only two thousand eleven. I feel like yeah, when it first that's... got remastered as well, it was only like a few years after release. Which is crazy to me. Why would you remaster something that's literally been out for two years? Yeah, GTA Five was the same thing. Got oh. remastered literally, like when did it come out? Twenty thirteen literally got remastered like a couple of years after release yeah so I don't I think mean, I think that's more down to cash I think just money rather than nostalgia for them because games is yeah. not exactly it's still very accessible I think true no I'll give you that yeah it's, it's just interesting it's really you know what people think about nostalgia and you know does it does it actually help the game or is it you know sort of uh, you know I'm nostalgic about this game and then when you actually play it it's just like right so this game's stinky but I liked it because I liked it when I was a kid yeah speaking of that actually did you ever play Medieval on like PS1 and all that I didn't no unfortunately well they released it for PS4 like a remaster the original yes I saw that but um now an issue was in the original the controls were really clunky and it didn't it didn't doesn't stand the test of time at all. Going back and playing it now, and in the PS4 version they update the graphics. It, it was supposedly a remake. However, uh, the work doesn't feel like it's been put in, mm. as it's the the graphics are there for sure, but the controls are still as bad. So it's right. it's very much just sort of like an unsuccessful remaster for me because they haven't brought it up to that sort of quality of life modern standard and it's, it's still shame. quite hard to play right and I don't I, I don't know I think it put a sour taste in my mouth playing That's it and realising hang on this is still a bit broken like I've said a thousand times that's the risk of remasters and stuff like that is yeah, you could ruin it <laughs> Really? The thing. If they'd have fixed the controls, like mm. say Ocarina of Time did, yeah, then I think you've got a success there. 
but the fact that they, they didn't to me is lazy and again yeah. cash yeah it's just, literally take the same game be like yeah let's yeah, put it on a PS4 disc there you go as you see it's the nostalgia of Medieval was a very old game people mm-hmm. have good nostalgia for it so they can make money off it yeah and I think to kind of close off this little conversation I think gamers are blinded by nostalgia myself yeah. included with some yeah. games for sure mm-hmm. yeah I think we're all guilty of it to be honest I think um, I, can, I don't want to keep going back to it but I think Simpsons Hit and Run is just a perfect example I really do you know it's one of those things that we always look back to our childhoods and whatever game it may be that you guys played like yeah you think okay that was fantastic when I was that six or seven but now I'm the age I am now you're just like yeah it's really not that good and then you know but one thing I will say before we wrap up is the Sonic um, franchises as a whole for me is quite nostalgic because you know I remember playing it on the original Sega um, and now in all in my opinion I think all the Sonic games of uh, you know the, the like nowadays are just stinky you know and it's it's a shame you know because like these... the uh, old school Sonic games try Sonic Mania on PlayStation yes. the literally a compilement of just old levels and stuff yeah, is really good I, I, I need to I needed to check that out because Sonic like I say Sonic was my, my jam you know when I was a little boy um, yeah and now it's just like oh yeah and that's that's an example I think that's what's kept the the, the only Sonic fans that are about now I feel like are the ones that remember it when they were a kid you know but yeah I, I generally don't know the last sort of Sonic game released if I'm honest I don't have a clue I've not always been a Mario guy over Sonic could not tell you but like the 3D ones for me aren't, aren't there that's nah, not the one it's they not didn't the one. follow they, they tried to kind of go with the success that Mario got and I don't think it worked no exactly um but no it's just interesting to to hear people's opinions on sort of what nostalgia means to the you know in games for them is it keeping sort of remasters alive because you remember it or you know the remasters actually good but yeah unless you've got anything else to add we can sort of yeah there is actually one thing okay yeah go for it now there is some remasters that come out that blur the line between success and unsuccess mm-hmm. and one that I have in mind here is Halo Master Chief Collection that, that very much blurs these lines Okay. as the amount of work put in is clearly there Right. The, these games updated look absolutely fantastic and I really love the inclusion of a button you can press that reverts it back to the old graphics instantly. That's cool. If you would like to play with the old graphics. Alright, that. But the games were so, like, the, the online for Halo Master Chief Collection didn't work for like six months after release. The game was literally broken, didn't work. What a way to ruin it, eh? And I think that blurs the lines. Apparently it's all fixed now. Mm. But I think that blurs the lines, and this was a nostalgia purchase for me, for sure. Well, Halo yeah. Combat Evolved, I think, is the that and Goldeneye are the two sort of grandfather. Well, I'd say Goldeneye is the grandfather of FPSs, then Combat Evolved mm-hmm. is like the the dad. 
But if you um, remember me and you back at your house when we were yeah, kids, on the old Xbox, on the, old Xbox the original yes. Xbox playing Halo Two. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. And I don't think we'd have games like Call of Duty and stuff now if Halo didn't succeed like it did. I agree. Yeah. As a first-person shooter. Yeah. But I think that is about all I have. I think. Yeah. Okay. Can't think of well, anything else unless you got something. No, I think I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm all sort of wrapped up. Um, so we shall end the episode there. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, I just want to say one thing before we wrap up. Um, thank you to everyone for your support over the last. You know, we've just started and people have sort of welcomed us um, getting good responses on the episodes um, even after yesterday's issues with Spotify that was a pain but we got there um, yeah you've, it's been good the support has been fantastic I think I can speak for both of us when I say thank you very much absolutely yeah um, but yeah enough of that <laughs> let's uh, I'll, let's like I say let's wrap up uh, make sure that you check out every uh all the links uh, that will be in the description of the youtube video uh, if you're on youtube like and subscribe if you enjoy the content make sure that you check us out on all different platforms we're on apple spotify and google and a few others to name um have any questions or anything like that we've got a discord server that will be linked below um so yeah if there's anything you'd like to say uh we will speak to you in the next episode and yeah, take care stay safe Goodbye. Bye.